My govanen melunin, and thanks for tuning in to Speak, Friend, and Enter, a podcast where my sister and I use Tolkien's books to fill in some gaps the Lord of the Rings movies left. She's Audrey, your movie expert dork sister, and I'm Leah, your book-loving nerd sister. Let's jump right back in, discussing the aftermath of Bilbo's birthday party and Gandalf's search for answers. Bilbo's gone. Gandalf is sitting weirdly in his dark house yeah alone and he just says inexplicably riddles in the dark (laughs) as he mutters staring into a fire is that line just supposed to be like a hey if you read the hobbit you'll recognize that as a chapter title (laughs) or it's like any fucking reason that he is just like doing that i have a couple of theories okay one of them is definitely yes it's uh, an easter egg as mm-hmm. a chapter title just like they did with Long Expected Party and Shortcut to Mushrooms and possibly Out of the Frying Pan Into the Fire no maybe the, I don't think that was actually well Out of the Frying Pan Into the Fire is a Hobbit chapter title but they say it in Lord of the Rings and I just maybe not it. I think I just made that up they definitely said it in the Hobbit movie okay yeah <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> I have a strong memory of Gandalf in front of a terrible CG background being like and into the fire <laughs> Uh, However, there are a couple other ways that we can read it, if we choose. Uh, In the moment... Yes, I choose. (laughs) In in that moment, it seems like he's describing his own situation. Like, he's mulling over Bilbo's curious behavior around the ring and sitting in the dark, so it's pretty on the nose. (laughs) He's just dealing with riddles Riddles in the dark. Riddles in the dark. (laughs) It's, um... The chapter title that he name drops is the chapter in The Hobbit where Bilbo meets Gollum and they have their riddle contest. Yeah. This riddle contest is something that Bilbo lies to Gandalf about to conceal the way he truly got the ring. Oh. I don't remember that part, honestly. Can you refresh my memory? Yeah, he... Well, Bilbo Bilbo makes it sound like Gollum put up this ring as a prize for whoever wins the riddle contest. Oh. That's not what happened. Bilbo had found it and then ran away with it, even though he knew it belonged to Gollum. Okay. And that's, like, that's the first thing that Gandalf finds shady about Bilbo's behavior is that, like, immediately after Bilbo got the ring, he already wanted to make it sound like he had an ironclad claim to it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And that, that like, desire to have an ironclad claim to it is probably, like, Sauron magic working through it. For like, sure. Like, tell lies to make sure no one can take you away from me. Yeah. Because I'm so precious. Yeah. Precious. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I think it, it could... I doubt that this is what they had in mind when they wrote it, mm-hmm. but it could be a callback to that um, to that situation that Gandalf is remembering, like, why is Bilbo acting so shady about this ring again? What do I not know about it? Right. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, as we had said before, we're kind of jumping around a little bit mm-hmm. back and forth, but now, for reals, <laughs> Gandalf goes to Minas Tirith. Mm-hmm. Um, Questions. Questions that need answering. <laughs> so, how much time passes between Gandalf leaving to find answers about the ring and returning to Hobbiton to see if it is, in fact, the one ring. Because in the movie, and I'm asking this question because I already know the answer to it, but in the movie, it looks like maybe a couple of weeks. Yeah. Tops. This is (laughs) such a good question. And it's one of the 
biggest differences between book canon and movie canon. Mm -hmm. In the movies, the amount of time is unclear. It's very breakneck and exciting and fast-paced, so it's certainly at least enough time for Gandalf to ride to Gondor and back to the Shire. (laughs) This information comes from uh, someone who goes by Artemir online. They're kind of like a super fan who put together very useful resources for people like me who want to look stuff up about distances in Middle Earth. Where online? Uh, I found it on Tolkien Gateway, but I will post the PDF to our Twitter. Okay. I'll probably post it to Google Drive and then link it via Twitter. So this person, Artemir, put together a table of relative distances in Middle-earth using like numbers that are cited in the books rather than maps which aren't always reliable or consistent Mm -hmm. so it's a table like here's a distance between Bree and Hobbiton and here's the distance between Rivendell and the other side of the Misty Mountains and and etc etc and you can you can put those together to find collective distances from pretty much anywhere Middle-earth to anywhere else so it's very useful so as we already know the distance between Hobbiton and Bree is 100 miles from Bree to Osgiliath, which isn't Minas Tirith, but it's the closest one yeah. that we have such exact data for, right. uh, is 1176 miles. So total. Wait, can you give the starting point again? What was that? From Bree. Bree, Bree to Osgiliath okay. is 1176 miles. And so Minas Tirith isn't, at least according to the movie, not super It's far not far. Off. I mean, it's all part of Gondor. Yeah. It's not crazy far. Um, so it's a total of almost 1,300 miles from Bag End to Minas Tirith. This is assuming that Gandalf travels by roads, which maybe he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, he might just be crashing through forests and stuff. Yeah. Who knows? Um, I'm trying to think of that also in terms of like the United States, because that's what I know. Mm. I think that's probably about 75% of like the span from like east to west. 1,240 miles from LA to Dallas. Oh. So I think the US is maybe bigger than we thought. Okay, <laughs> got it. What is it from LA to New York? 2,700 miles, almost 2,800. Okay, so the distance between Bree and Osgiliath is about half of America. America. Yeah. <laughs> That's really interesting. I've never put it in those terms before. Yeah, I mean, Middle Earth isn't that big. <laughs> put it in terms I understand. <laughs> what is that? A normal non-lord of horses can ride about 30 miles a day safely. So that makes this journey 43 days each way. Okay, got it. So it takes them at least, you know... Um, three months or yeah. so. Mm-hmm. In the movie. In the movie. Yes. <laughs> but it is unclear how much time passes. There's no indication. In the book, there's not really an indication? Oh. Oh, there's indications. Oh, okay. I thought that you were saying that. <laughs> No, sorry. In the movie, there's no indication that, you know, mm-hmm. of either how long it takes Gandalf to do his thing or how much time might pass on either end of his trip. For me, as a child watching it, it may have been days because... Frodo looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. And that's the ring. The ring got you, dude. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> God, it's messing with me. <laughs> but um, it's impossible to say how much time passes at all. It could have been years. It could have been three months only. Yeah. Right. However, in the books, mm-hmm. 17 years pass. What? <laughs> Holy shit. I thought that it was like maybe a year and a half. No. That is crazy. I know. <laughs> That's why I was saying it's such a huge difference between the book and the movies. 17 flipping years unaccounted for in the movies. And, like, that's... It's so urgent in the movie. Uh Uh-huh. And it's like, 
oh my god, the Witch King is like right at our doorstep mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that fast moving in the books. Correct. A lot of the things threat. aren't as fast moving in the books. And that makes sense because it's a movie. Because it's a book, yeah. <laughs> and I think it was a good choice that the movies made mm-hmm. to keep that tension really high mm-hmm. and to make it seem very urgent yeah. that Frodo has to leave. Yeah, because if it's just like, and then for 17 years, Frodo <laughs> just lives peacefully. <laughs> That would kind of lose a little momentum. A little, yeah, exactly. People might walk out of the theater. <laughs> so during this 17 years, Gandalf reads Isildur's journal. He he comes to his conclusions about what the ring may be. Mm-hmm. So also during this time, Gollum is captured by the Nazgul because he's just kind of <laughs> wandering around Mordor, like forlorn and desperate looking for the ring. I have a question about the Nazgul really quick. Please. Is the Nazgul just the flying creatures? Great question. The Nazgul are the ring wraiths, the men. They're, they're the dudes. Mm-hmm. What it, the flying the creatures. The beasts. I wish they had a better name. They're just called fell beasts. Oh, I know, That's right? Disappointing. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, because they, there's like the the thing that he he says to Eowyn later on during like, that final battle. Never get between a Nazgul and its prey, mm-hmm. and it looks like he's talking about like the beast is about to eat something. So I, that's why I was always confused about like. I mean, was this man ghost trying to eat Theoden? <laughs> Don't get in the way of or is my he, prey. Is he so douchey that he refers to himself in the third person? Exactly. <laughs> okay, so we've got that cleared up. The riders are now school. Exactly. And the beasts are just beasts. They're just beasts. So Gollum is wandering around Mordor, and he gets captured by the Nazgul. And he's like, my ring, where's my ring? (laughs) (laughs) And because he obviously knows the ring, uh, they torture him into telling him everything he knows. Shia! Baggins! Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Like, when they do that Shire Baggins thing, that's when this happens, is in this intervening 17 years. That's a good segue that we're Um, coming up on, too. Oh, there's more. Great. So... Gollum is set free by the Nazgul, mm-hmm. and Aragorn catches him. Oh. And he's actually, I shouldn't probably call him Aragorn, because he's still going by Strider, Strider at this point. Yeah. Strider catches him and turns him over to Gandalf. Why? Who knows? <laughs> hey, you might want this guy. Hey, I heard you like creepy gray dudes. <laughs> You're Gandalf the Gray. This guy's gray. <laughs> uh, so Gandalf talks to Gollum, and he is able to, like, piece together the whole history of the ring from what he's able to extract from Gollum. And I'm mm. when I say extract from Gollum, he's not like torturing him like yeah. the Nazgul did. He just talks he just, and like, he knows some tea. Yeah. Some just... bread and just hangs out. Oh wait, he hates lumbus bread. Just kidding. That's right. Yeah. Audrey, God, what kind of hostess are you? <laughs> uh, but Gollum is like obviously a liar and he will definitely lie about the ring. Yeah. So a lot of like this is just Gandalf knowing what Gollum is like and being able to figure out what's the truth and what is a lie. Okay. So that by the time he comes back to Frodo, he's able to give him like a full truthful account of the history of the ring. Gotcha. So after that, this is still during that 17 years, uh, Gandalf brings Gollum to the Mirkwood elves to be imprisoned. Okay. That's like Legolas and Thranduil mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and... All the hot ones. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. All the elves are hot. Yeah. And Gollum escapes. And his escape is why Legolas comes to Rivendell. He's telling Elrond the bad news. That Gollum escaped. Mm-hmm. So what, though? I don't know. He's got information about Shire Baggins. 
Yeah. Right. And he's just like a vicious, creepy guy. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> he seems like relatively harmless, though, considering all the other threats. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great segue into my next question. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did Gollum know that Bilbo is from Shire? And did no one teach Bilbo the concept of stranger danger? <laughs> Well, Bilbo is a proper gentle hobbit. You know, imagine him being really into propriety like men in the 18th and 19th century England okay. would be. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, so when, Here's my social security number yeah. and here's where I live. <laughs> my bank account. Here's the times that I will be out of town. <laughs> um, I like to keep my door unlocked. <laughs> fine don't please don't go there but you, you know, seem so you, know. you seem like a trustworthy chap <laughs> so when this finds like a guy in a cave withering away and gives him all of his personal information <laughs> bilbo's a scammer's dream <laughs> So when Bilbo and Gollum meet under the Misty Mountains, Gollum is, he says, what is he, precious? And Bilbo introduces himself as Mr. Bilbo Baggins, because that's what he knows to do. Okay, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) that's just like, he's just an innocent hobbit out in the world. Like He's he's only ever interacted with other people who are from the Shire, who like that information wouldn't matter to. Exactly. He's just a dumb baby. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Bilbo didn't tell Gollum that he's from the Shire. However, Gandalf explains uh, that after the whole business with the dragon, Gollum was furious enough at Bilbo for stealing his ring that he ventured out from under the Misty Mountains. Mm -hmm. Like, he hated Bilbo more than he hated the sun. So he actually left his nasty dark prison. They have Uh, so much in common. They both hate leaving their houses. (laughs) And so do you. Why are you doing this? Why are you lumping me in with Gollum? I thought we were friends. Both hate the sun. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't like to leave your house. Don't want to be bothered. Love sushi. Yeah. Uh, so Gollum follows Bilbo's trail through Mirkwood and even got as far as the town of Dale, which is like across, uh, it's across the long lake from Erebor, the mountain where the dragon was. Okay. So Gollum got very far, like tracking Bilbo. Yeah. Um, but this was after like they had taken care of the dragon and Bilbo was gone yeah. already. Um, so Gollum basically like skulked around the town until he overheard someone talking about Bilbo and where he had gone. Okay. So that's where he knows Shire Baggins. Mmm. Gotcha. Mmm. <laughs> it's all coming together. So during this point, Gandalf is still in Minas Tirith researching. Mm-hmm. And the Nazgul are trekking around like the Shire area looking for um, Yeah, they've been baggins. like dispatched to find Shire Baggins. So this is not a real question, but why is the Witch King so selective about who he does and does not behead? <laughs> he just like like one person he's just like he has a conversation with one just very scared guy and lets him go back into his home. But then mm-hmm. another, he just holds up a lantern and he's like, who goes there? Just cuts off his fucking just head. Just eliminates just his like... head. You know, I think that Hobbit who is like, oh, no, Beckins is around here. They're all off on Hobbiton. I think that's Farmer Maggot. Oh. Yeah, just based on, um, in, in book canon, Farmer Maggot, like, has a conversation with a Nazgul. Yeah. And it goes about the same. Because <laughs> all I ever saw of Farmer Maggot is a scythe. Is a scythe, yeah. yeah. And you heard some dogs. <laughs> but yes. I just, that's my guess. 
yes, is that Farmer Maggot because he's got dogs mm-hmm. and he talks to a black rider, which is pretty radical. <laughs> So there's a lot of tone shift. Goes right from that to like the hobbits having a good time in a tavern. That's right. Um, so uh, I'm wondering, are Merry and Pippin related? Yes, they're closely related. Uh, are especially... all hobbits generally related? That's racist. Like, oh. okay, shut up. <laughs> no, not all monsters are related. <laughs> It just seems like they're all like second, third, something cousins. Yeah, there there are kind of like uh, three major Hobbit families of the Bagginses, the Tooks, and the Brandybucks, and there's a lot of intermarrying among them. Yeah. Um. So a lot of them have like you know he's my second cousin three times removed or whatever. Oh, we'll get there. Yes. (laughs) Audrey just made the cutest face of recognition. Uh, And among Hobbits, Merry and Pippin are kind of like uncommonly closely related. They're first cousins. Okay. They're uh, Pippin's father, Paladin, and Merry's mother. Class. (laughs) Pippin's father, the Paladin of Took, and and Merry's mother, Esmeralda, their brother and sister. Okay. Frodo is also related to both of them. Yes. Pippin is Frodo's first cousin, twice removed. He's my first cousin, twice removed. On his mother's side. side. Uh, And Mary is Frodo's first cousin, once removed. So we're going to talk about what those words mean. Yeah. I know we, we covered that a little bit, I think, last time, because we were talking about where Frodo went after his parents died. Yeah. Yeah. So we know that Frodo is a brandy book yeah. on his mommy's side. Right. Um, being removed in genealogy means that you're that number of generations away from a first cousin relationship. So this is for people who are in different generations of the family. Your cousin's kids kids are your first cousins once removed because they're one generation away from your first cousin relationship. Your cousin's grandkids are your first cousins twice removed. Nailed it. Okay. Yeah. So it just means that you're not, you're not on the same level in the, in the family tree. tree, Um, Being a different degree of cousins, like first, second, third, means that you're that many generations away from a shared grandparent. Mm -hmm. So your first cousins share grandparents, your second cousins share great grandparents. That means that your second cousins are your grandparents, siblings, other grandchildren. (laughs) So Uncle Bo and Aunt Ginny's grandkids are our second cousins. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, that helps for us, but for people listening, you're going to have to figure that shit out on your own. No, my <laughs> Uncle Bo and Aunt Jenny's grandkids are everyone's <laughs> second cousins. <laughs> yes. So Frodo and Bilbo have the most bonkers relationship of all. He calls Bilbo uncle, but he's actually like a complicated older cousin. Okay. I'm going to throw a lot of hub genealogy at you right now. Are you ready? All right. <laughs> Bilbo is the son of Bungo. That's not a name. Son of Mungo. Nope. Frodo is the son of Drogo, son of Fosco, okay. who is the son of Mungo's, Bilbo's grandfather, yep. younger brother, Largo. Fuck. <laughs> so Bilbo and Frodo share a common ancestor in... Balbo Baggins, no. who is the father of Mungo and Largo. We will put a little Tolkien family tree up. He didn't even try with the names here. 
Just like changing one letter. <laughs> That's, yeah. You do what you can. Frodo and Drogo. <laughs> that one is not as bad. That you at least you just think like... that because you find Kel Drogo handsome. Well, yes, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> so that makes Bilbo and Frodo's father second cousins because they share a great-grandfather. Okay. So Bilbo and Frodo are second cousins once removed. However, (laughs) that's just the Baggins side. Frodo's mother is Primula Brandybuck, who is Bilbo's first cousin on his mother's side. So they're also first cousins once removed. What the hell? I know. Double related. (laughs) I know. Just wait until we get to Aragorn, man. (laughs) Yeah, that gets really complicated because he's also so dang old. Yeah. He and he an old man. Yeah. And his you know, his father in law is wicked old, his wife is wicked old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So okay. that's a that's a primer on Hobbit genealogy. And uh, yeah, definitely a visual mm-hmm. would help that one for me personally. Yeah, we'll make sure that we put Uncle Bo and Aunt Ginny in there. <laughs> that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to Speak, Friend, and Enter. If you liked what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Those reviews really help people find the show. We did get an excellent review from someone called Eyeliner Balrog. I know who that is. (laughs) I know exactly who that is. Their review reads, Wonderful. This is a good nerd podcast with good nerd sister energy. I love Leah and Audrey's rapport. However, I did climb a tree and speak into what I'm sure was the biggest knot, but nobody answered. I think Audrey's screening her calls. That's cool, though. Keep up the good podcasting. (laughs) I heard. It's okay. I got it. Why didn't you answer? Uh, Too good for it. Ooh. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I'm not too good for anything. I do a Lord of the Rings podcast. If you have a question or topic you want us to discuss, please email us at speakfriendpod at gmail.com. You can check out the show's Twitter at speakfriendpod for official pod stuff. My personal Twitter is at askistwin, that's I-S-T-W-E-N, and Audrey is too cool for social media, but if you boop a hedgehog on the nose, she will feel it. Tune in next time for the answers to burning questions like, why is Frodo so close with one of his employees? What's the difference between wood elves and high elves, and why are the elves leaving Middle-earth in the first place? Until next time, Muku Torgizu Turuguskin. May your beard continue to grow.